children, relax. Is the environment that, is. Is that what we do in the intro? Is that what we talk about? Set a cool tone to uh, make sure that uh, people feel comfortable and to check in on comedy. Check in on comedy. Check in on comedy. For instance, the shutdown. Will it happen? Will it not happen? There's the, been rumors. The shutdown. Yeah, the second shutdown. Oh yeah, we uh, in Edmonton here. We have like a lot of cases, right? They're gonna super, shut us down. There and I can't actually stand back and be like, oh well, what about the comedy community? Because that's not a hill. That's barely like a bump to stand on. You know, we're extremely like, insignificant. I know <laughs> to a lot of people besides us. <laughs> Besides us and maybe some audience. No, even there. No, they, they know that there's like Netflix specials and stuff and like yeah. uh, full-fledged professional comedians with albums that they can buy and support. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty uh, uh, secondary in terms of uh, entertainment. I would say almost tertiary. I would say not even uh, really an art form. <laughs> just <laughs> totally just a bunch of idiots taking up space and air. Just kind of talking and... Uh, Although that's it's pretty, I've always thought about what uh, comedy isn't necessarily. It's more craft or art. I can't really quantify it. And if it's craft, that means we can leverage it as like a trade. So therefore, we. Should. I'd love. I'd love a comedy apprentice. I'd love an yeah. apprenticeship. I'd learn a lot. Oh my god. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. They'd be yeah, industry standards. I'd get. I'd be a. You imagine being a journeyman comedian. Uh, Journey so person like comedian. A, a guest like an opener. That would be right. You'd be, you, you, you wouldn't even be an opener. You'd be like a guy who hangs around and like just watches people do comedy. But then credits would actually mean something. Because you can say all the credits in the world and like it just glances off audiences. They, we don't, they don't know what any of it means. Like, oh, he did Just for Laughs? It's like a lot of people did Just that's for Laughs. Very, yeah, that's not, uh, it's not so crazy. That's maybe not an indicator of, uh, it, of it, anything. No. It, it, it could be. And if know. Just for Laughs is listening... Uh, we would both like to apply. Like to, and we'll pay for our hotel and we'll uh, just please. Feature us for 30 seconds. That's all I need. I've got this one joke about a sex move. You've got to hear it. <laughs> it's amazing. Man, you killed at uh, Lethbridge. The trip was fun. How was the trip for you? That was your first time. Uh... It was my first time going all the way to Lethbridge for comedy. And getting paid, motherfucker. Yeah. We I don't paid. say that. I don't know why I don't. <laughs> I don't that's that's not how I talk. <laughs> motherfucker. Um, yeah, we drove all the way down to Lethbridge. Uh, in all honesty, I've seen too much of you in the last 24 hours. Oh, it's, man. We got delirious by the time we were talking. Like, I, I completely forgot the conversation on the way back. Oh, except we, for the part where you tried to terrify the life out of me. <laughs> well, you took us down this spook. Listen. <laughs> Not I, deliberately. <laughs> I didn't help with like, this weird winter fog rolled in out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, we were watching the windmills, which looked like UFOs. Yeah, and I missed a turnoff, which was <laughs> terrifying. And then we were just on this like cold, really, really dark highway that just kept getting more and more desolate. Yeah. And I was like, I uh, I hate to confess this right now, but I don't know. Like, I know we're going in the correct direction. Like, we were going north, and we were south of Edmonton, so that's all I had going for me. Um, and then I was like, I got to be honest with you. Uh, if this road just stops, we're we're fucked. We like, are. we don't have enough gas to turn around and go back. And like we have to move forward, and if this road stops, I honestly don't know what we're gonna do. And then you started talking about like aliens and Sasquatch, <laughs> and you're like, this one time I listened to a podcast called Where the Road Ends, and it's like it was all this crazy shit. Yeah. And I'm just driving, being like, is he doing a bit? <laughs> no, I was really into it. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't clue in that you were uh, uh, perturbed by the situation. Till, oh, that's like, good. I was till calm. I started getting scared. I'm like, Kevin, where are we? And then. <laughs> And I realized you've been quiet for the moment. We got really close to the mountains. 
We are uh, too close. Like, very like, close to the mountains. Like, hey, where's Edmonton? Yeah. Nowhere near the mountains. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so we eventually got out of it. Yeah. And it was fun. We back. made it. And also the show was successful. That show is <laughs> kicking off. Good times. Lethbridge is uh, going great. Pogo's a, a showrunner there. He's doing really good stuff. Pogo, uh, shout out. I don't know. He'll never listen to this. I don't know why I did that. But. Also, you've just called him Pogo. You haven't said like... Johnny Pogo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're just using a nickname. Yeah, yeah. No this one knows who... Or people may or may not necessarily know who you're referring to when you just use a singular like share share gets away with that yeah Pogo's, I don't know if Pogo's quite at that level if no. he goes for it though he could he could attain that and he might he might that was a it was a good show and uh, his first uh, gig out first uh, big step for a lot of new comedians I know you traveled before or a little bit not yeah. far like uh, I've gone to like Red Deer yeah. I, did, I went to Vancouver a little bit and did just like oh. open mic spots wow that, that's Look not at you. that's not like a while <laughs> that's past the mountains let me tell you yeah, it was. Yeah. I had to go uh, pretty much through them. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Any comedy in the mountains? Uh, yeah, yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, there's like uh, Kelowna and Kamloops have a cool little scene. And uh, I've done comedy there uh, a handful of times. Uh, and yeah, there's like random little places. Like a lot of places will just do like one-shot shows where it's like a, a single night in the local pub will like put on like a show yeah. and then like whatever eager road comic goes out to, to the mountains to whatever show anywhere like we will drive 15 hours into like Saskatchewan for a gig yeah 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 and it doesn't feel bad doing it it's like this is an important step in my career I certainly felt that way parts of it feel bad overall it feels fantastic but like uh, I'm not a my body's not a fan of driving for over 10 hours in a day uh, <laughs> I can yeah I can I can get behind that yeah, yeah it's definitely not, it's a younger person's uh, thing you know how badly I wanted to fall asleep there I wanted felt, to get out felt so just, safe having the Kevin Light driving and like the lights I'm like oh I'm so tired after I confess to I, you <laughs> <laughs> after I spook you out I'm like oh I'm, now I'm tired good night yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a lot of good stuff that uh, I want to maybe touch on because uh, we have a fantastic new comic that just kind of hit the scene. We have a guest. A prolific sort of uh, a member of the community that is now doing some comedy, which is pretty pretty neat. And I want to pick their brains about uh, what it's like from the, uh, the entry point uh, perspective. So pretty stoked to have Meg Henderson on the podcast. She's in the audience. Or the, she's in the she's, hot look, seats. <laughs> in the hot seats. Looking at her. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's take a break and we'll welcome Meg Henderson, everyone. Hey, hey, this is the break. Kyle will put some weird music some weird. here. Uh, that's what happened last time. Is we had a camera set up, and yeah. I was also fucked up last time. Which let's not mention that. Um, yeah. I don't do drugs or anything. Never. No. You must have some... No. Drugs are drugs are bad. Yeah, drugs are bad. Don't do drugs. <laughs> would it be? Would that be the most terrifying thing to do as a comic, or is it, does that gel? Doing the drugs before being high. on stage. Yeah. I've never attempted it. No? No, I think I think it would go horribly for me. Are you like a public drug user, would you say? Like, <laughs> 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 this is the first question. It's a very weird way of yeah. doing it. 
Uh, hi, thanks for having me. Uh, no, no, none of that. I would, not, <laughs> I would not say that I am a prolific drug user. So you hide it. I hide it. I'm high right now. Wow. We couldn't we tell. Couldn't we tell. Wouldn't tell. Yeah. So you would, it would, something that would terrify you going on stage high. It, it just wouldn't go well. I would end up curled up in a fetal position on the stage. I've seen people do that as a bit, actually. Really? That was someone's bit for a while. Maybe that's what I'd pretend. Pretend it was a bit. Yeah. Half my jokes come from mistakes like that anyway. So. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly, I wouldn't recommend anyone doing it uh, haphazardly. Like, don't get high before your set thinking, like, this is going to be the greatest thing in the world. Some people can pull it off. Yeah. Uh, I personally cannot. I no. experienced something that you described pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's like I lose all sense of time and I started talking about a joke and it's only like like a minute and a bit for a joke and mm -hmm. I've done it like a hundred times and I've timed it and I was stoned and I did this This joke. was at a, your, your show? No, this was at another show. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, this was at some place that... Okay, what, what had happened is... Uh, there was a festival and there was a bunch of shows and the show that I was on uh, the venue uh, didn't get the memo that they were hosting a comedy show <laughs> and that they were part of a festival so they yeah so they were like we all showed up and the bar was like empty it was dead yeah. there was like one dude playing VLTs it was not a good scene <laughs> and uh, we, we grab a, a bar uh, bartender slash manager and they they told us like hey yeah no we don't we don't have a spot for you guys. This is not. We're not. We're not doing the show. Yeah. Oh. Um, and then they started setting up for karaoke, which yeah. was <laughs> which was fun. And okay. then uh, we we called the guy that's running the festival, and he's like, "Okay, cool. Well, come back to town and and do whatever the fuck you want." Uh, so we all went back uh, to the hotel slash. It's more like a motel. There was definitely some sort of like biker wedding going on that weekend. There's a lot going on. I'm not surprised they couldn't fit you in. Yeah. Those were the best. Though. Yeah, it was it was a crazy weekend, and it was good. It was time. Uh, it was fun time. Uh, so we all go back to the motel, and we're like, okay, cool. So now we're just a group of people hanging out. We're gonna go to the other show and just be comedy rats. Like we're just gonna do yeah. our regular thing. And that's when I decided to like eat a bunch of uh, mushrooms. No, <laughs> other people ate mushrooms, yeah. but I stuck to brownies. So okay. I had some edibles. That can kick you in a, a weird gear too. Oh yeah, no, it definitely did. Because when we all showed up to the show, uh, the host that was running the the show that was actually going uh, was very gracious and was like, "Hey, everyone gets spots." <laughs> and I was like, oh, can I go up early before these drugs hit, please? Uh, I didn't quite make it, and I was uh, I was so forgetful. And I weed can sometimes make me really, really talky, mm -hmm. but with no direction or or anything. So uh, I uh, completely flubbed uh, a single joke that uh, is just like a little opening joke. It's supposed to be like a little ha ha ha. Haha, <laughs> it's just like you expanded out to like a five minute bit. Yeah. Did, um, was there any laughs? No. Zero laughs. <laughs> Zero laughs. Wow, that's what they left you out. didn't just get up there and do karaoke. Are you sure you I, left the Oh, hotel? that might have been better. <laughs> I think that would have been better. What's your go to karaoke song? Uh, Freak on a Leash by Korn. Wow. wow that <laughs> doesn't strike me as like a go to. Yeah, I wasn't like, expecting that. Yeah, that's, what about you? Oh, um. You seem like a karaoke gal. You know, I only started doing karaoke two years ago for the first time, and I did Fast Car 
and I realized I don't know them, don't know fast car at all. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know it. Yeah. So uh, I got to get better at that. But um, no, I think I've only done done karaoke a handful of times. You finished the set though. You didn't like. Uh, oh no, I finished it. Yeah, so you finished. just filled in like yeah. I know these are my lyrics. You just kind of mumble, right? It's like fast. Uh, uh, what's I'm so sorry. What is fast car? Tracy Chapman. Oh, I was thinking Arcade Fire. No, I think it's Tracy Chapman Fast Car. Okay. Like I really don't know. That, that's <laughs> okay. But that's, <laughs> that's the song. Like, I'm driving in a fast car. Yeah, it's like that. Down the street, down the Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> what Sorry, was I, I singing? Your story. No, that's that okay. The good. story is done. Yeah. 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 The, the the story was uh, I screwed up a set because I was stoned and I learned to. Uh, to know that that's not in my skill set. It's not a good thing, especially to to start to get used to. It's such a yeah. crutch and such a wild card too, because yeah. yeah. like it can add something to your performance, a little wire, uh, yeah. wild uh, aspect to it. But it's not something to lean on, you know. No. So yeah. I'm also I'm also super lightweight when it comes to like just weed or drugs in general. Yeah. yeah. I think I think I so the first time I ever touched weed like I'm so I have asthma so I I oh. didn't smoke it for <laughs> yeah. my whole life because I'm like well this will upset me and and then me and my two best friends when we were 19 we decided we would bake them into brownies that's the worst way to start I know. Like, like, just... literally this is out of a movie because no that's great we made all the mistakes you make as three people who had never touched it we you know made made them really potent unknowingly ate two each and didn't feel anything. Yeah, at the mall. So we kept yeah. eating them. We ate an entire pan of brownies. We were in my grandmother's house. She was not home, but we were <laughs> in my grandmother's house. And all three of us were stoned for probably about 40 hours. Yeah. And like lost our minds. Hours. Like we were stoned wow. well into the next day. Did you start like thinking like, I'm my grandma. <laughs> I just started getting really, really paranoid, and then my one friend was like doing laps around the house, and then my other friend just trying to no something her, else. No stop her arms from lifting. Yeah. She was like, "Oh my god, what is happening?" <laughs> and my other friend is trying to pull her arms down, and I'm over the toilet trying to make myself throw up because I am an anxious mess. And ever since then, every time I smoke weed, I feel nothing. And I think, <laughs> I'm sure I'm stoned, but I just like just never again have, will I ever be that high. You blew out your uh, dope you, of first time out the gate. You I'll caught, never be that high again. You, you caught life. the dragon. You did. I guess so. I remember. I remember feeling like a fly. Like like I remember thinking my eyes were so this big, yeah. and like every time I like switched directions with my eyes, I felt like they were moving. 20 times faster than they normally would and just that thought like made me like lose it so so yeah you probably Comfort. shouldn't do no. comedy oh like that God. i can barely do co comedy coke. <laughs> that's not a fun cocaine's time. completely different that I just helps you in <laughs> every way yeah, shape if, if coke's good if you if coke's good enough quality it's actually good for you yeah yeah have you ever had that coke where it's like oh this is like a vitamin i've never had cocaine <laughs> never ever ever no i don't think very minusculely too like a minuscule amount Ever and uh, yeah, it's not great. No. Yeah. I think I think it would kill me because I have a weak heart. Yeah, and, and a weak constitution. <laughs> yeah, your doctor's like you're smoking. You actually shouldn't just have coffee. Your doctor's like your heart's very. Yeah, pretty much any kind of stimulant. My doctor uh, didn't favor for for that uh, when I discovered I had like uh, stage two hypertension as like a relatively healthy 27 year old person yeah. and then i go to the doctor and he's like yeah you've got uh you've got a pain in your neck i'm like yeah he's like that's because your blood is like coagulating here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh just Stop. coursing through your your tiny little veins 
Um, it what, was fun. What caused that? Uh, we still don't really know. Like, uh, did we you did a bunch of looking? tests. No, I mean, well, yeah. I You're mean, like, hey, I don't know. Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I went to the doctor, just like a regular checkup, nothing, nothing special, and then uh, everything was like. We're tired, so if we start like going, oh on yeah, sorry, <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. so we're gonna tired. try and keep it peppy. Yeah. Last night, just talking about like doctors. Yeah, the rest of the podcast is just snooze. <laughs> or alternatively, you could get caffeine pills and have the best podcast in the world. That's my secret. You uh, keep telling us my secret. About these pills. I keep giving. People, I'm like I'm like this evil little no surfer, do dude. If I need to like get that like bang energy, oh. I'll take like four <laughs> caffeine pills and I'll just be like vibrating. That's, that's too many. It'll, it'll put me on and like. I'll I'll just uh, I'll that blow out. That explains a lot. Yeah, yeah. does it? Yeah. Oh man, yeah. You you seem like you're abusing caffeine pills. Now now it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, now we Okay. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a wild ride. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's as far as drugs go, it's one of the best uh, things for comedy. Yeah. Like it's, it's magical. Really? Yeah. I used to smoke, and I thought it made me better. But since I started smoking again, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'll just have a cigarette, and like I get up there, I'm like, <sighs> it's all like. Do you ever want to have a cigarette on stage? Do you ever want to be like one of those? I heard Norm Macdonald in Edmonton. He uh, he had a cigarette on stage in like a nice theater, and like he kept get, like going to light it, and then he's like, and another thing, and oh, I, like yeah. he did that the whole show, and he never lit a cigarette. But that's great. That's a, good that's a great thing. Yeah. You should hear um, Kevin Albus's uh, Norm Macdonald story. It's it's pretty uh, it's compelling. He yeah. tells it really good. He met Norm Macdonald. He had this. Uh, uh, I don't want to tell them. Some yeah, tell we should them. just have them on the podcast. No, I, I, I got to tell we'll them have now. Two I got to give a short version now. I'll yeah, tell for you guys the audience. Which one's better. Then you tell yes. me Kevin Albus' story again. Back okay, to me, okay. And we'll see which one's this better. This is a great podcast. I have enjoyed it. Okay. He says uh, he like Kevin Albus just went over. Th- he overthought like what he was going to do and like what the best thing to like talk to Norm Macdonald. He, he came up with this. He really, planned out a set for a human interaction, like a human interaction, and he flubbed it. And then I think Norm's like, "Yeah, yeah, that was pretty weird." Why did you do that? It's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. Did you see? You ever see a good, good comics? I did. Um, I actually I went to Nashville last year and I saw Nate Fargazzi. Ooh, oh, yeah. that was super cool. Um, yeah, I was like going for a t- totally unrelated reason, and then I happened to. You travel a lot. I do travel a lot. It's really. Oh, wait, cool. I do or Nate does. You do. I do. <laughs> I know Nate yeah. travels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I was going for to do some video work and some photography work, and then I noticed there was a comedy festival going on, so I planned my trip around. Oh, that's so cool. And then randomly, I saw Bob Saget of all people. Wow. Like oh, eight yeah. years ago, I won tickets. <laughs> like, well, I guess I'm gonna go get my childhood ruined. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right yeah. Now, it was a filthy comic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've heard that. Else. That's what everyone says about Bob Saget. And I've I've never saw what was the show that was that Full ever. House. Yeah, I've never seen Full House, okay. so I don't care. Yeah. Um, you know. He's got a he's got a blank slate. He can wow me. Yeah. As much as I've never seen him do stand up no. either. Not so kind of a really kind of dirty kind of. Blue cut the full house, more like empty head. Am I right? Yeah, no, very, boomer. <laughs> very boomer. Very boomer comedy. Oh, I don't oh, remember no. any of it. Like okay. it was very unmemorable. Well, I could probably watch years. it and enjoy something out of it because I, I know I, I, I even sometimes like bad comedy. Do you? What uh, do you define as bad comedy? Uh, like someone bombing. Yeah. I love seeing someone bomb. Doesn't make you like secondhand embarrassed. Uh, oh, it can that? sometimes. That's that can. That's like that right all the way. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm embarrassed for the entire community sometimes, yeah. <laughs> depending on some people. Um, but I don't know. I love a good bomb. I love participating in a good bomb uh, as long as I'm present and learning from it 
uh, I I think that they can be beneficial. Uh, but uh, if I had a preference, I would I would never bomb again. Really? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> what? I would I would like to have be. Uh, I've I've got nothing else to learn. This is the best I am, yeah. and everyone just agrees. Like, yeah, you're an amazing comedian. But that's a fantasy. What a wild dream, man. That's a, yeah, it is. It's a wild fantasy. Yeah, I had my very first bomb two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yay! As we were discussing, so I'm still emotionally recovering. From Tell it, us about it. I will. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, it. I'm so glad I brought it up. Um, well, I haven't done comedy. I did it twice when we got out of lockdown. Like, I guess it would have been April or May. Yeah. And I did two shows there, and then I haven't been on stage since. And Black Dog opened back up. I did their first show, and I think mm-hmm. just everything combined. Um, I don't know. I wrote a bunch. I felt like I had to write new jokes, yeah. which I think is mistake number one. Uh, I I don't know. I think that could be beneficial. I did uh, yeah. something similar. My first set in like May, mm-hmm. I I wrote uh, like a bunch of new stuff, and I was like, I'm not gonna mention this, this, or this because we were like just getting out of lockdown, and I was like, no one wants to hear COVID jokes. Also, I don't have any good yeah. ones. Is that what you wrote? No, I knew that, I knew <laughs> that no one liked COVID jokes because I'd been to a few shows. Yeah, they're, this is they're not the worst. For anyone. And it, and it sucks when it's like nine uh, comedians in a row all trying to do to the do same similar COVID jokes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's. I think I mentioned it in my set, but it tied into something unrelated. Yeah. And like the first half of my set went well, and then it was like I forgot. I was a human being. Like, I forgot Wow, that's... Everything. You had an out-of-body... I think I was, like, leaning over my notebook, just like... <laughs> the surveyor. Words? Yeah. What? Yeah. What is this it's a nice that textbook. I wrote? I, I, I think I blacked out. Oh, I wow. was dead sober. Completely blacked out. I got off stage, and there was an old man sitting there with a shot for me, and I just grabbed him. <laughs> I'd never seen this man before. Yeah. Like, it was I, God? I yeah. It might have been God. <laughs> No, he just had I a was, shot for his friend. I think friend. he just no, he just knew. He knew I would need it. Well, how? He took his chance and he bought me a shot and I just did this shot with this old man and then the bartender person told me I had to sit down cuz cuz you were COVID. Yeah, cuz you were contaminated. And also, <laughs> yeah, I'm you were done. done. I needed to go lie down. How do you shake that off? I think that's the biggest fear for I think, the new guys. You know, I I think that was probably my 10th show that I've done and and that, and that was your and that definitive I, first bomb, bomb. Yeah. yeah like certainly i'm not i haven't had great shows like you, you, shows, but right? you pull laughs consistently i'd say thank you yeah you got I, the natural uh comedic time we watched your set like i said earlier yeah. and yeah it's really good thank you, you know how to pull laughs you can you're not just being like hey zippity doo look at this chair uh isn't what a chair <laughs> try that next time <laughs> yeah. like that. you crush i'm yeah. like ah, yeah. she took my bit <laughs> what if the chair was a stool uh, <laughs> what if i uh, yeah. No, I think I think the biggest reason for that is I did I overprepared for like a year and a half before I got on stage. Like I just was not ready until I was very ready. Oh, okay. And not to say that I'm very good, but I just I got to the point where I just had no more preparation to do yeah. mentally. I just had to get up there and do it. And so I know what to do from a studying point of view, but just yeah, the the Black Dog show a few weeks ago was like my first actual bomb where I yeah. just forgot how to word, yeah. forgot how to stand, forgot how to interact with that's, the audience. Like, that's awesome though. though. So that's a, that's a rite of passage. Everyone yeah. needs to have the the first definitive bomb where it's like you can't. Uh, there's no denying it. It definitely happened. Yeah, and definitely happened. Where do you feel it? Where does the pain sit? Oh, it's, it's all. It's just it's, all it's, up it's, the. You become central nervous system. Yeah. yeah. No, you can tell how much you bombed by 
how many of your friends will buy you a drink after. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, and, or by how many str- or how random many strangers. Yeah. Yeah. Will buy yeah. you a drink after. That's that's how you know you're having a rough time. Yeah, that yeah. would definitely lead one to no. believe. That. But no, I feel I feel like I've hit a new level. Like yeah. I feel like it was it is a rite of passage, and I've hit this new level. I'm like I have bombed, and I'm gonna go back out again. Okay, well, good. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the that's a great important. filter. There's so many great yeah. filters with comics, and one is like getting over the bomb. I'm sure if you stick with it, which I hope you will, and you probably mm-hmm. will. You'll reach the plateau where it'll be boring, and then you'll have to like try new stuff, try like, new stuff. like impressions. Absolutely. What, do you do impressions? I Can don't. we hear your funniest? No, just I go, don't just do try to do an impression of uh, no. both of us. No. Okay. <laughs> no. no, not an impression comic at all. I think I. It's hard. People are afraid of impressions. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I've just not ever done that. Like when I first wanted to get into stand up, I thought an easy way for me to get into it would be take improv classes, and even doing that, I recognized I'm like I don't really want to be anyone other than myself with this yeah. like yeah. I'm not I don't know I'm just not an impression person totally no. yeah I could get I could get that I don't know can you guys do an impression of me no I am uh, I'm May no. and uh I'm uh I thought sex was gonna be involved a lot more whipped cream and desserts and uh now you're just boy, saying her material it's hard to impersonate someone who uh, isn't uh um, doesn't have anything like kind of characteristics about it. Yeah. Did you hear what we're doing, doing the, the uh, Halloween costume uh, at the Sunday show? No. Other comics are dressing like other comics, so. Right. People are. Who I are hope, you guys going as? I might I'm go as Will Hannigan. You're yeah. invited to come. I'm going to go, but I'm yeah. not performing. Yeah. Well, I might try and squeeze you on. If Brad's. Uh, oh, well, I guess my the guest. We should maybe try and squeeze her on. I can't go tonight. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay, cool. Isn't it cool I offered, though? Super cool. <laughs> I mean, after the fact. Right? <laughs> You're like, I just hang That is really funny to see. I uh, just had, like, a table of comics. If anyone ever asks, like, a showrunner or a host to, like, get on a show, and then there's just, like, some people will take that as an opportunity to pile on and be like, oh, hey, I would also like to ask for a spot. Yeah. Uh, or it's an opportunity for people to just be like, <laughs> Hope someone asks me. Yeah. Well, we wrote a show this Sunday show. What I've learned is it's the worst like uh, level for spots and people because like I have just enough spots to not get to everyone for two months. So it's kind of like uh, I rotate through all the people and they're like two months. I guess Kyle thinks I should go fuck myself. I yeah. Guess. yeah, you know yeah. And that's not the case. I have one spot every Sunday. You have one spot to give out every That's Sunday? the rule. That's the rule. Because we each get like one spot yeah, each. One. And if you're hosting, you get two. At least that's how mm-hmm. I understand it. Okay. But then there's always like the kind of people who uh, are coming out of town or like, yeah. you know, yeah, uh, crushers. And then you want them on the show. Yeah. That's the thing I would do when I, I got to run a show. It was fun because I would just like, I would throw people up because it was one of those shows where, and, and we had enough shows where you could do like, you know, a bunch of times. So. The show was so good. I will never stop. The O'Byrne show. I need yeah. to stop I talking miss, about I it. It was so Everyone good. likes it. Yeah. And so I can't have to stop doing it. What's the deal with that? Is it? Uh, we O'Byrne's are. O'Burns is back. Yeah. They are closed on Mondays, so we're not oh, doing okay. the. We're not doing it on a Monday. I am in discussion with them, <laughs> trying to uh, convince them that I can pull off a show and that mm-hmm. everyone's going to be safe and it's going to be a fun time. And the bar's not going to lose money, and no one's going to throw up, and there's going to be no fires, and mm, okay. a bunch of stuff. So, okay. yeah, I, I, I think that they're just uh, being responsible as as a as a pub, and yeah. and they're also like uh, like an independent family owned business, yep. so they're not uh, they don't have a lot of uh, I'm guessing excess revenue to uh, to really 
blow on anything that might jeopardize them staying in business in a pandemic. Seems like O'Burns is going to come back. And listen, if you want I to... I think hopefully, yeah, it will eventually. They've always been uh, supportive and I've always been able to have like communication with them. So like, uh, if they're not bringing it back now, they'll, they'll have us back eventually. They've always treated us like really well. Yeah. Uh, we've almost always had some kind of like uh, beer or brewery sponsorship they always do like specials for us on the show mm-hmm. um, they give me money to give comedians that's a great that's, that's a, a great story, thing yeah. to see in a Whoa, venue they've never given me money no they no. only give me so much money <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I get to pay two people on a show no, headliner and host no okay. yeah. okay. I would love to pay everyone I really would love to run a show where I get to pay everyone like uh, we usually give everyone a drink that's uh, that's the very that's the bare there. minimum. I'm so happy. No, when O'Burns, O'Burns, excuse, uh, excuse me, words. O'Burns was the first show that I learned. That's really where I built up my confidence. I think because like the first few nice. times I came, it was like really low audience members and like that's that was no. common. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that that worked for me because like the first time you get up and you don't hear any laughs or like you hear a few laughs and you recognize you're like okay, there's only a few people here. Yeah, and you just that's how you get over that like. This doesn't matter. Like, yep. and that's yeah. the biggest thing. You gotta, you gotta power through it. Learning that, like, there's no consequences to going, to doing anything really poorly in comedy because you just try again the next day. And I think like that's where I really built up that confidence yeah. was like performing for small audience members and kind of like learning. How, oh, to, that's how to awesome. react to that. Have you yeah. been able to hit up uh, any other shows? Every show is Grindstone and Black Dog. I think since quarantine. Yeah. Um, I mean, before before seems like another world. I feel like I saw the weed show. No, I've never done the weed show. No. That was maybe someone that was else in, in a toque. Show. Someone else in a toque, yeah. <laughs> yeah We're all interchangeable. <laughs> White girls in toques. <laughs> Once you have a toque on, I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, where'd you go? Oh, there's Meg. <laughs> no, I'd love to do that show. I don't, I mean, I haven't heard anything from that show. I haven't heard anything from uh, yeah. Meg. Yeah. He ran a series of weed shows out in the parking lot, which was amazing. No Sterling. Way. Yeah, and then this one Sweet. old woman like uh, was yelling from like one of the apartments. She's like, "Turn that shit off!" And yeah. like, and, it, it, was, and it, was, it was like, "We're people talking. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. not a radio." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're actually, yeah, that's awesome. That's so weird. Uh, yeah, he did it. Uh, I did a couple of those. Would you sure. run a show? I'd love to. What do you think? You I would, arguably uh, think I'd be better at that than, than what I'm doing. Sterling? No, Sterling. <laughs> I'd be better than all of you. I would be I'd, better. I'd pay everyone $100. And, uh, well, I think for me, like, comedy is not something that's, like, that was not a natural next step for me in my career path or whatever you want to say. And Never is. No, <laughs> no. It was just kind of, like, a thing I decided I wanted to try. But I think running a show and actually, like, being in charge of the organizing and putting it together, like, that's more in line with my real skill set and then it would help me develop that comedy skill set and I think it would be a refreshing change because a lot a lot of the times it's just comedians with the opposite skill set you know they're they're the ones that want to do like that's (laughs) the reason why I started a show I knew nothing Arturo and I started a show because we wanted uh, to give stage time to ourselves Mm -hmm. very very selfish no, that's, um, I think that's how most of them. Yeah, yeah. and that's and then uh, we just uh, did it. We yeah. like went around to bars. We acted friendly. We acted like we knew what we were doing, mm-hmm. and eventually uh, someone caved, and <laughs> uh, and then we got to start running a show. And then you pretty much just learn uh, on the fly. It's right. really really fun. But someone who has uh, a certain skill set would definitely be uh, better equipped mm-hmm. than just a. Uh, 
really funny comedian that wants to get better at it. But hosting makes you a better comedian. Okay. Running a show makes you a better comedian. Um, having that point of contact, uh, it, it gets everyone talking to you. And then you can get to know everyone a, a little mm-hmm. bit better. And then you get to know all the headliners that come through because everyone loves to uh, come to Edmonton and uh, get paid to do comedy on like a weeknight. It's insane. <laughs> that was one of the most surprising things for me getting into the scene is realizing how big Edmonton's scene was. Yeah. And how much uh, across the country like people admire our scene. Totally. Like, feel good. What, what do you think it is about Edmonton? I think part of it is the amount of shows that we we try and run. We don't have as many shows as like uh, some other scenes, especially like Vancouver or Toronto or mm-hmm. anything like that. But one thing that I hear a lot from headliners when they come through is that they are authentic audiences. Like they're yeah. made of real people and not 30 comedians. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then you're not speaking to like the back of the room or or like no one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so we have audiences, uh, they're legit shows, and we honestly try and get a budget out of out of whoever's letting us do the show. Um, yeah. Why do you figure? I would agree with that. I, I think when I started coming as an audience member, I was amazed at like how any night of the week you'd come out and yeah, like a lot of rooms would really be full <laughs> Sometimes, and people are yeah. engaged, like they're not... The talking. audiences are so they're excited very polite about it, and they're excited. Yeah, and they're not like I've never even seen a heckle happen. Oh, you haven't seen me do comedy. <laughs> I've seen, I, know, I think. I mean, I've, they happen. Oh my I'm god, I'm sure do they, they happen. happen. <laughs> but I just, I just, I'm always amazed like how polite and how yeah. generous they are, especially being new and like myself being so yeah. nervous when I started, and how yeah. gracious people were with me, and like audiences how are... kind all you guys, all the hosts were with me as I was getting started, like. So many shows at night too. Like sometimes you get two or three. Like we're up there with AA rooms now. AA rooms. Oh, yeah, you, can, you can hit two or three yeah. AA rooms in a you night. Can, you yeah. can do. You can there. do a set at we're each comparable. one. Yeah, you can actually get a solid five worked out in an AA room if you end it with like. And then I quit drinking. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's. <laughs> they like it. It's frowned upon for sure. hundred percent. You only get to do it a couple times, and then they're like, then "Hey, this person." Room, yeah. This guy's they, not a. They start putting your picture up, and they're like, "This motherfucker's lying." <laughs> this guy isn't even. He's not an alcoholic, and he's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That Double would be reason. the worst for you. <laughs> I think uh, rooms uh, rooms fill in opportunity uh, uh, areas of uh, that aren't being filled. Uh, they're full of people. I mean, there's uh, most are warm. Mm-hmm. There's uh, if like if you had a car and you where would you park in Edmonton? I lost the question. I understand what you're asking. <laughs> There's like a million questions. You're, you're asking me if I would park in a heated what? garage. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, that's why I brought you on to, we brought you on to, um, if you had to, uh, you just want to know if I have a car. You just <laughs> yeah. you Can you drive me to my next yeah, gig? Yeah, where you guys want to go? I understand. If you had to fill a, a space you saw that was empty in the scene, what would you, uh, fill, what are we oh. not responsibly filling in for, uh, in terms of space? I might need you to rephrase that. I'm goading you into saying like a, a not a safe space, but like a space open for uh, you know uh, equal but separate spaces. They call it. <laughs> we used to have one with Empress. I am. Okay. I need you to say what you're yeah. thinking. Yeah. At Empress, it was uh, they made uh, a lot of effort to um, book uh, females and 
minorities of uh, color, um, yeah. t- uh, short people, tall people, all these people all, yeah, that uh, we're getting people. like uh, less time it seems. And I guess my second follow up is like, why do you think it is that they're getting less time? Is that they're just not as active in the scene because it's just not something that is so um, easily globable mm-hmm. to that, non-white straight guys. Glomable? I think non straight guys, uh, they fit into comedy like that's like, oh, that's what I do. It's part of my culture. Do you think that's why we don't see them or do you think... Uh... I think Edmonton, that not being part of any other scenes, but in my experience, it's been like really good yeah. with, with opening it, the doors to everyone and giving everyone equal opportunity that being said you know whoever's showing up the most is going to get on the most yeah that's so. yeah that's definitely something that i found out uh when i first got into the scene i saw like certain people getting uh like a bunch of stage time and i was mm-hmm. like how are they doing that and you just kind of learn uh by doing it it's it's the people that show up it's the people that ask for spots yeah it it really is well and not pissing off the hosts I mean that that it's super so helps. Yeah. If if someone doesn't hate you, it yeah. super helps that they might put you on their show. <laughs> how did how did you as a straight white man? How did you find it when you were getting into it? Like, did you struggle? Uh, no, not I wouldn't use the word struggle. Okay. I definitely thought I uh, w- like I wanted to get more stage time, and it felt like I was trying to like wiggle my way in mm-hmm. there it seemed to be there was a lot of versions of me out there <laughs> yeah. saying a lot of versions of stuff that I was saying on stage yeah. and uh, I don't know it kind of uh, pushed me into uh, being myself faster uh, like trying to find my voice faster mm-hmm. so that I could at least just be content with what I said on stage right. uh, and then just try and build off that and then uh, I didn't really start getting stage time until I just did it and like went to every show and like asked for spots and then started running a show Mm -hmm. and like I was very lucky I caught like like a comedy bug like I loved it and uh, just wanted to do it like every day I've never seen you more happy driving home from that set like I have seen you more happy. Uh, after a yeah, set, so it's like bang the After a set, like, I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty high on life. Yeah. I'm, I'm sailing. That adrenaline hit was something yeah. no one, yeah, prepared I, me for. The first yeah. time I did comedy, I like, I was that like that for yeah. two days, and then I think I slept for a week. Like, yeah, no, it's was, it's like, insane. The biggest crash I've ever had. It's so intense. Yeah. I after I did my first set, I uh, I did it, and I was very very happy that I got enough chuckles to make me feel like I did it mm-hmm. and then like when I was driving home I got I got to the street that my that my apartment was on and I just started like screaming just like a happy scream yeah. in my car like I just wanted to get <laughs> yeah I was just like ah <laughs> like I just had so much in me and That's I amazing. was like I was so elated that I didn't know how to express it. I'd never had that feeling before, so I started screaming. <laughs> that's so but, that's so wholesome. Uh, but it, it felt so good, and I I still get to that level. Uh, I remember there was a really really tough show that I was on, uh, in that um, it was just a stubborn audience. They they were there. They were invested. They did pay for tickets, so they knew it was going on. But you just had to like convince them to laugh you had to convince them that we knew what we were doing and that we were funny and i was hosting that night and uh, i had some very funny comedians uh on the lineup and we all progressively 
like chipped away at them and by the end they were laughing at everything they were mm. a great audience it was just like a big round room of laughter it was awesome right. and then I had to drive from like Vernon back to uh, Kamloops or, or Kelowna or wherever we were and uh, yeah just like everyone in the car was like we were like rolling the windows down and just like throwing throwing our like arms Drinking out coffee, and yeah like we were just like setting things on fire, fire <laughs> yeah no it, it was just uh, it was just like three three people in a car that were just like so stoked that we so did a comedy show yeah. <laughs> yeah it was so insane do you feel like it's bad that you feel so good about yourself afterwards sometimes i'm like i'll do you be feel guilty a little bit after a good set when i do bad or when i do well yeah, uh, if you feel guilty when you do bad, you're going to be an amazing comedian. Yeah. That's part of the struggle. <laughs> no, I think I think like my first set I ever did, I think went well. It was to mainly comedians. It was like at the grindstone. Yep. Uh, but then the next night was Boxing Day, or two nights later was Boxing Day, and I did Black Dog Boxing Day. To boxes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and and that was like the most packed I've ever seen it, and that was really my first show. Nice. Yeah. And I try not to think about it. I think I think it, no, I I shouldn't say that. It went. It went well, but there's definitely that, like, okay, did it go well just in my own mind, or did it actually yeah. go well? And my friends are here saying it went really well, but is it just because they love me, or are they telling the truth? So, I, you know, I still, I have a lot of uncertainty about how well I actually did yeah. um, when I do shows, but, like, going back to our, early, our earlier points about, like, I think when you're first starting off, it's just about, like, proving right away that you're going to be, like, a decent performer and then yes. as soon as you can perform yes. that and like convince the hosts of that you'll be invited back Networking, especially right? if you're a woman or a minority or anything like that you're rolling my eyes i thought like listen okay i tell i skied about this because we yes. need that perspective brought in for the conversation it's yeah, mm -hmm. i think kind of ruining the joke kind of thing and then I don't know why we asked him, like, Kian, what's it like to be a woman? Like, that was a dumb thing. <laughs> so we thought, so we thought we should probably ask a woman, like, the experience. You know, I yeah, I'm I'm hesitant to talk about it because I can only speak for myself. But there, there is certainly. Kian said something similar. What did he say? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I don't think he said was... not being a lady. I will only yeah, speak I will, for myself. I can only speak for myself. Uh, it's it's been an asset. <laughs> yeah, that was Kian's it's take. Been good. It's been good. Like as soon as I showed up, and I especially once I proved that I was not going to just come once yep. and then never yeah. come again yeah. uh, I think once I showed like I know I'm actually serious about like learning more about this like I never struggled to get on a show is there a problem with like uh, is there a because some female comics come in and then they don't stick around and I don't think it's because we're terribly misogynist or sexist or whatever yeah. is there pressure not like, to do, their faces do you, yeah what, back <laughs> in, like, in the back rooms we're like ah this dumb broad man but do you feel like there is we're like in from the 50s uh, do you feel like there's a kind of like a weird uh, idea that like any comedians talk to you is like in a like a hitting on kind of way is it like is there do you feel like there was a no do you feel like there is any do you want someone to hit on you is that what this whole podcast <laughs> is about no. Kyle, would you like some compliments i would like a few but no no i'm talking about like is there is it an issue because i've heard it brought up before that it was an issue for me personally no everyone and i think that's part of the reason that the edmonton scene for me has been great again i can only speak to my own experiences but no, I've never felt, I've never felt uncomfortable with anyone. I feel like, in general, the Edmonton comedians are super like good people to be around, and yeah. and yeah. that's what's kept me around. Like if I had, I, if I had experienced anything like that, I would have yeah. had a hard time staying around. Yeah, if you feel uncomfortable, it's really it's easy really to hard. not show up. Absolutely. Yeah, like if good. if I had issues with any host or anything, like I would just never go to that show again. Yeah. And and that sucks, right? Because I'm sure there's many women out there who have experienced that. So. 
Okay. All right. Check that box. We talked about it. We're uh, just up with the time. Sh- yeah, we're confirmed that you guys yeah. are nice guys. Yeah, yeah. That we're talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're people are gonna have whatever opinion of they want they want of me. That's it's not up to me. We're cool guys. We're not. Okay. Listen. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta ask you just a few more questions. Sure. Um, seems like you're very hyper conscientious. That's okay. uh, probably the most important asset for becoming a hyper conscientious. Yeah. The ability to uh, say you're going to do things, get things done, and be on time, and actually put effort into something you're aiming towards. Yeah. I see a lot of people with talent, and a lot of people not with conscientiousness. Do you think is that the, besides being funny, the most important thing? What's the second uh, value in comedy that's going to get your head mm-hmm. starting? Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. I think having the wherewithal to commit yourself to something, actually show up, be there, do it, learn. Uh, and improve every time and like not take things personally when you're you know not doing well or um, you know if the host doesn't put you on a show you know just learning to uh, fight through that I guess and like you're only gonna get better at comedy if you keep doing it so you have to you have to bomb a few times yeah hopefully for me just once <laughs> oh yeah never that's again definitely, right yeah, it you, only happens once right? you hope that it never happens okay, again okay yeah every if it ever happens again the audience was wrong they're wrong they didn't wrong. get it <laughs> they're not smart enough uh, the audiences are uh, terrible witness tests uh, I want to ask you a question yeah. uh, there's like some very simple little things that uh, you can do at the beginning that can really sort of like catapult your progression in, in comedy have you found anything that's sort of given you like a quick boost uh, either with like stage presence or just like how you write jokes mm-hmm. or like anything sort of that is like a secret weapon that worked for you anything sure. feel like that yeah I've got two answers to that so first would be like finding your crowd like finding your stage that you feel like okay this is the place that I always do well at yes because that psychological aspect like we were talking about earlier like I know where I do well and I know what host I do well with mm-hmm. and it's 90% psychological <laughs> But when I get in that, like, and I get really comfortable, and then, like, that's where I try new jokes, that's where I, like, build off myself, because I, that confidence, like, that's been the biggest struggle for me, is, like, building up that confidence, because when I feel really good on stage, I perform way better. Totally. And, um, my second answer to that question, I've forgotten, so I need to ask it again. Uh, any kind of thing that felt like gave you a leg up? Oh, yeah, so as far as writing... What I do is, like, when I was, like, studying comedy, like, legit studying it, like, watching YouTube videos, like, people teaching how to write jokes and stuff. Oh, nice. I was, like, yeah, I watched a lot of, like, lessons, like, legit lessons. And what I would try to do is there's, you know, various um, ways to write a punchline. And I would have a concept in my head, and then I'd try to write a joke under each of those different... That's so cool. Um, formats, I guess, are yeah. like the same joke, but I try to look at it through the lens of like, okay, a twist ending here, or a play on words, or like yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. kind yeah. of bad yeah. you know thing you want to use. But you try to put it in a few different categories, and you find something that works. Oh yeah, because most of my jokes just come from thoughts I have in the day, yeah. and then I write them in my phone, and then I try to make something out of it later. Like you get I, the lightning strike. I get a lightning strike. That's like, that so could lucky. Be funny. Wow, yeah. Like that could be funny. I just got to work on it, and then I workshop no. it, and I try to do it in several different ways. Yeah. Honestly, that's works. that's the the all my favorite jokes that I've ever told have happened to me like that. Mm-hmm. I've had some sort of bolt of inspiration, and I've worked on the joke, and I've tried really hard, yeah. and then and then that's how it goes. Uh, that's 
yeah, but I can comment on writing, which I can't, because uh, I barely do it anymore. Um, but yeah, that oh man, that's such a good feeling. I'm yeah. so. Uh, and yeah. I, I again, I don't know if that's how no, other comedians that, operate, but I just I think I'm. I think that's a really w- good way to do it. Yeah. And I think it's amazing that you have sort of like that channel to like tune into. That's. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, Absolutely. I very rarely just sit down and write. It's more like oh, I'll have a maniacs. little thought. Yeah. I'll have a little thought. I'll write it in my phone, and then two days before a show, I'll be like, I should write some shit. <laughs> like I look yeah. in my phone. I'm like, what could be funny? That that is better than uh, like two minutes before a show being like, what joke should I tell? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was pretty much me at the last show. I'm like, I need to do new stuff. Yeah. Oh, nightmare. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's good. Uh, do you have a question? Do you have something? I think the camera's. Ah, uh, yes. As a black woman. But listen, look. Okay. Um, is there anything? Uh, is there anything that uh, you would like to uh, be working on in the future? Because it seems like you're in, the, in it to stay. Yeah, I hope so. I, I'm. I do enjoy it. I miss the pre-COVID comedy scene. Uh, honestly, it's, yeah. it has taken a hit. Um, and I'm not going out as much. Like, I think when I started, I was trying to get out at least once a week. And now it's, like, yeah. once a month. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm kind of just trying to slowly get back into it. But I think my, the biggest thing that I need to work on personally is just, like, that being that comfortable every time I get on stage, not just when I'm in, like, my perfect element. That's so, yeah, you got to yeah. psych yourself up Yeah, somehow. I, I got to psych myself out, or up more so. And, and just working on my confidence on stage and stuff. Because I think I still have a nervous energy on stage. Um, and that that can make the audience nervous. I yeah. think there's yeah. that second hand, like you have to come out confident so that they are confident in you. When I first started, I did, did this weird whip thing where like oh, I play with the, the cord and I'd like, oh, like Wonder yeah. Woman. I'm like, a lot, a lot of people play with the cord like Indiana Jones or something yeah. like. Yeah. I got I, so, yeah. and now I'm doing this weird praying thing where yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like <laughs> doing that. Yeah, I don't know what to do with this guy. I just stare at my feet too much. I actually have found the shows stare. I do the best at are the ones where I can't see the audience at all. If yeah. I'm just staring into a white light, I'm fine. That's yeah. yeah that's something I found yeah. really helped too. I thought a really bright light would, uh, for lack of a better term, yeah, I thought it would yeah. fuck me up. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, it uh, it elevates you. It, it allows me to like disconnect a little bit and then like elevate me and just focus on what I'm doing, what I'm saying. And then if I need to look somewhere, I just kind of like. You look at the audience, but you kind of look but you through can't them. See it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't see them, so yeah. yeah, you're making eye contact with them, but you don't know. They what don't know what's going on. <laughs> no, when I, I when when you're looking at the audience, you can just see a hundred eyes staring at you. Yeah. Fuck. That can be terrifying. That, yeah. yeah. I did I did comedy one time in like a well lit town hall. Okay. Oh, that, that was tough. Rough. They were. I'm great. picturing they like a at the Parks mayor. and Recreation yeah. meeting room, like. It was like, very. They have those. It honestly felt like a gym in like an elementary yeah. school. <laughs> like that that was, sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, there was like a, there was like a drama props in oh the background God. on the stage when we were so up there. <laughs> yeah. no, I would struggle so much with that. Uh, that was that was tough for me because that was like my first time doing clean at, at like a Christmas corporate, and I was like, I was also like the the host and uh, they called me like the host and opener, and I was like, that's not. I can't the host play and opener. both and roles. Yeah. Like, like they had me, they had me host and do like the MC sort of like responsibilities, and then and then I just had to be like, 
guess what? I also tell jokes. <laughs> and just start doing that it. So, uh, luckily, they were a great audience. Yeah, and uh, we're very forgiving. And I almost, uh, I only almost said fuck once. <laughs> you weren't allowed to say fuck. All clean, don't talk about uh, certain subject matter, and no swears. Damn, that's sick. It was a challenge that's, for sure. Yeah, that sounds really tough. So was there anything uh, else you wanted to put into the void? We have uh, like a hundred or so uh, followers. Oh my gosh. Uh, in that's, that's not true. A hundred <laughs> viewers, anyways. So that's Don't, Most of those most are me. That's me preparing for this interview. <laughs> just researching us? Yeah. Voice, yeah. Yeah, sometimes I press play. I'm like, oh, that's another view. Yeah. I... Uh, I hope I don't abuse this. We just we just set up a series of uh, computers that just yeah. cycle through our YouTube. Yeah, we go viral. No, yeah. I think most of the we have like something like sixteen hours watched on our podcast, our first one. So that means people at least listen for a chunk of time. Yeah, that's, that's great. pretty good. That's pretty good. Is there anything you want to? Uh, um, did you plug? Um, yeah, yeah. Sure. You're doing anything? I I am doing a stand-up show. I think next week or maybe the that's week amazing. After. I thought so yeah, either the first the, or the eighth. I like running? No, no, your oh. show. Oh, yeah. Sorry, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm no, of course. Show. Yeah, that's amazing. What's your show called? I don't know. The Sunday one. Sunday, the 8 the Sunday, Sunday at 8 p.m. Uh, no, I am booked for the first, but I have asked to switch it to the 8th. So catch me there sometime. Nice. I will be there at a time and place. And uh, yeah, come say hi. I'm kind of friendly, especially if you buy me beer. Or a shot after or you bomb. Or a shot after <laughs> you bomb, apparently. Honestly, uh, that's not. Uh, that's not a terrible way of getting over a bomb. Uh, I used to have this thing, semi-ritual, that I would do if I had like a really, really bad set. Like, mm -hmm. I decided it was really, really bad. You cut uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. No, that's a bit. That's a bit. It's a really funny bit. I, I said it on, uh, on tape. That's, a, that's an on-stage joke only. Oh, whoops. Yeah. yeah. We'll cut that. Cut bleep that out. out. I might. Beep I that out. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll bleep I, that out. I like I our beeping I... thing. Our beeping <laughs> gag is pretty fun. Anywho, it's been pleasure to have you on i'm so glad we were able to get you on and uh to have like a, a good first comic coming in kind of setting out the scene and talking about uh traveling on the road so it's pretty good we didn't talk about the road we didn't talk about no, no. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> we tangentially <laughs> mentioned it when we talked about yeah. our experience but i'm glad we got you on and i'm glad uh you put up with our uh at least my tiredness and your tiredness and uh, it's okay we're all, i love how why didn't you guys sleep we slept okay i, I, I slept a little so. bit I uh, I slept at seven o'clock this morning and woke up at like noon ish. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm keeping. I'm <laughs> this is a troll. I'm <laughs> Every just time I'm like, oh, you guys. <laughs> I'm like, oh, let's keep talking. Yeah. No, I yeah. I mean, yeah. If you just want to keep like we've ended the podcast supposedly, <laughs> but if we, what if we just did like a bonus podcast after the credits? I actually, I have to go. I don't <laughs> oh, oh, you have a schedule. Oh my god, we're keeping be, you. But no, I'm keeping you. Why didn't you guys sleep last night? My dog kept me up. Is that right? What happened? Oh, she just is old and just, you know, is just awake at all hours of the night and oh. sleeps all day. So. Thanks. The end of the okay. show. Yeah. Just before we get Do we all clap at the end? Yeah. Go. Adrian Creel Hill here uh, for our kind of recap. That was Meg Henderson uh, yeah, joining us on the podcast. Meg Henderson. That was a pretty good podcast. She's a very uh, sociable uh, we comedian. All, we glad, all liked it. I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> I liked hearing you through my bedroom door. It was great. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I tried to eavesdrop for a bit, but I was just laying on my bed, so I ended up falling asleep. Oh, that's good. Uh, you fell asleep to our live podcast. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. It was really peaceful, though. soothing, you know? That's, that's something I like to hear. Yeah, that's what you aim for. I really don't care if people, like, actively listen. I just want them to hit the buttons on the computer and, like, the phone. I just yeah. want, yeah, I just want the, just want the, the digital the digital to, investment. That's like the future caveman. I want the one to become a two and a three. <laughs> yeah. I just want the number to go up. Yeah, I just want up. the numbers to go up, and then if anyone ever talks to me and they, they're invested in it and they've actually, like, uh, like listened to it and, like, have information, like, that's... That's actually legitimately really cool. Yeah. That's really exciting. And I never thought that anyone would listen to a podcast. <laughs> In Edmonton, we got 100 views. That's pretty much everyone. Uh, yeah, that might be the whole thing. That's, 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 that's pretty much there's, like, there's a good chunk of people that are like invested in the comedy scene that are like, who are these idiots and, and why are they talking? And I want on their show. <laughs> I want to, yeah. Oh, who we'll do you guys have, have coming up next? Uh, who, who do we have coming up next? The Big Chief himself. Leo Lang? Simon oh. Glass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I thought it was Leo, too. I also thought it was Leo because it was such a big setup. Uh, and he's been, like, really hard. He has been. He's really excited. We should just have him on. And then we should do Simon Glassman another time. That'll ruin our flow of, like, That'll pro, ruin everything. Pro, <laughs> Isn't the name pro. of the podcast called Ruining the Joke? But not the flow. <laughs> <laughs> we can ruin more stuff yeah, if you want. <laughs> I'm we, currently ruining this episode. Oh yeah, Adrian really Krill's Yeah, this is off the cuff. Thanks yeah. for stopping. For the, <laughs> thanks for stopping in for the thing. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. Cool beat. <laughs> <laughs> you made him leave. <laughs> you made him leave. <laughs> okay, what are we talking about? You want to do some sort of like outro recap? Yeah, just to catch up on uh, what's coming up uh, in the in the four four view. That's not a word. It sounds like in the scene. What uh, any what any like, jokes coming up happening in the future? Me? Like if you had a car? Let me ask you: If I mashed turnips right now, would you like some? I'd yeah, say so. I just yeah. random questions. It's good. It's good. I don't know. I uh, managed to uh, write just like a little like ten second joke. Uh, and it actually came from like a conversation that I had with someone who is a non-comic and I'm just really excited uh, about uh, having just like a little quip uh, that I can like work on and expand and like make it better and then like actually make it into something funny Um, so far it's I've been saying it at every show just to piss people off, and it's been amazing. Is it the one we bleeped out? It is the one That's we bleeped amazing. out. I'm so good. I'm so happy yeah. with that joke, and like I love, I love it when you get stuff that just like comes into your life, and you are like, I can, not like, uh, I I don't know what the word I'm trying to use, but it's it's not that you can like lift it from your life or anything like that, but it's just like. It's uh, a funny conversation or something that's funny that happened to you. You now have, like, a story to tell, and then you can tell it in such a way that you can, like, punch it up and stuff. It's nice Sample to have. Sample your own XP. It's, I don't know what that means. Uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's something that sort of, like, it also connects you to the audience because they know that they're that you're talking about something that's, like, happened to you or you're invested in. And it just gives, uh, I, I think, uh, the performer a little bit of authenticity and authenticity is always appreciated uh, it, on on the audience side. I think it really helps uh, any performer if they they believe you. 
<laughs> that <laughs> yeah. makes sense. Yeah. That does make sense. So and like, uh, if you can sit down and pull jokes out of thin air, bully for you. Uh, keep doing it. It's great. Not everyone has that uh, that 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 luck or or everything. So you take what you can get. Yeah. Uh, write write however you can. Write as much as you can. This is why you're great, Kevin. That was a, that was an amazing. Uh, that was very succinct. I think I'm just talking to myself, though. I'm like trying to just like, <laughs> you should write more. Yeah. If, the, if I say it out loud, maybe I'll do it. You're, um, you're trying to. <laughs> I could be. It has been a long night. Such oh, my God. God. I could just start trying, <laughs> crying at any moment. Oh, my God. Um, but, hey, we're going to catch Pogo again someday. Uh, yeah, we're going to go back to Lethbridge. It was a killer show. Yeah, he said he'd, uh, he'd, uh, he's a good guy. and he's gonna. He didn't say he's a good guy. We know he's a good guy, but he said he was going to have us back. I'm getting into quagmires. I'm like, <laughs> like you wouldn't believe today. He seemed happy uh, about the show, and he invited us back. And man, are we like, if you if you're ever looking for uh, some stage time, see if you can uh, uh, finagle a ride uh, to uh, Lethbridge with someone who's middling or opening there. It's worth it. I yeah, think it's worth it. Adrian, can we catch you somewhere on the on the scene this uh, week? You got anything going on? Oh yeah, this week I uh, I'm defending uh, I'm I'm defending the the joke battle crown that I stole. Yeah, last no way, week. nice. Yeah, I'm not gonna win, but boy, am I gonna try really hard and be heartbroken when I lose. I mean, it's not a bad plan. <laughs> yeah. That sounds that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> that last yeah, one was well earned. It was well earned. Hey, thanks, man. I got pretty lucky. It was a bad crowd. All the things for an Adrian Creel success came together. It was great. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, oh, and the Comedy Dojo. Comedy I, uh, dojo. I will be hosting the Comedy Dojo this week along with my friend Scott Andrews. We're going to be having a whole bunch of fun. We're going to be trying to get people to actually heckle this time. It's going to be sick. I'm thinking of throwing apples or something at them. I'm getting real riled up. <laughs> <laughs> for like for them to throw back at people, yeah. like a Rocky Horror Picture. Yeah. yeah, if they don't like the joke, they take one bite out of it. But if they like the joke, they eat it more. You know, they might just eat the apple. <laughs> just yeah. eat the apple. I don't think they're allowed to have food in the theater. Actually, uh, well, <laughs> you'd have my to only plan. <laughs> you'd have to take your mask off to eat the apple, unless you have like a really big mask, and then you can just like eat the apple inside oh, your mask, like some kind of. Horse. Ranged horse. <laughs> like, yeah. You know in those buckets of water with the floating apples and you have to like dip your head in and, and bite it? It's like that, but with a mask. But without a... I know bucket water. <laughs> yeah, but you still have to eat it by using your hands. That's, yeah. I guess yeah. what I was saying. I love it how you were just like, also apples. Yeah. <laughs> apples right. Cool. All right, that's Thanks awesome. Thanks so much. Uh, yeah, uh, fucking see you later, guys. Yeah, that's it. Send it. Send it! Send it.